As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings Statistics, on. Uh, they can feel like bathing suits. What they, you know, what... <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take them off. What the hell? What, what they show is, is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So... <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Birds with Friends. Granny Camp Day 5. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Shil Kapadia, Marissa Morris here to talk about it. We bring back the bathing suit man himself, Zach. How you doing? I'm doing great. I don't go by the bathing suit man nickname, um, but uh, <laughs> yes. thrilled to be here with you guys. I enjoy. I was in. I was on a car ride yesterday, listening to the pod without me. Learned uh, much about podcasting. Some about the Eagles from you guys. Uh, actually, she and I have the the same TV rotation right now going mm. on so i oh. i took uh yeah yeah that was good but some other notes we can get to a little later on okay we'll get to those notes we'll get yeah. to uh, the latest news from the eagles uh Sheil, how are you i'm excited and nervous about zach's notes i know he, zach texted us he and said uh, a big one flex line text that said uh that said i have a i have a lot of notes i have a lot of notes show and i was like oh so, man that was so but i look forward to getting to those uh, later for sure. Of course, you know, I don't even need to plug the Instagram anymore. It's right over the shoulder. The followers mm-hmm. are flowing in. Marissa's going above and beyond and, t- and telling me that I might not even need to get to 10K to link these stories. If I get verified, yeah, she told us she's hooking you up. Then yeah. I can link these stories. So I don't know if I'm going to, if that's going to happen or not. But, you know, Marissa just uh, establishing herself as a wonderful producer once again. So you can follow me there. We've got uh, clips from Eagles practice today. A little Travis Fulgham going on. A little Jalen Hurts and Zach Hurts off to the side going on there. So you can check that out. And uh, also, of course, hashtag BWF Road Trip uh, taking off here 
in a few days. And I've gotten a lot of good recommendations from Owings Mills up to Orchard Park to Berea, Ohio to Westfield, Indiana and back. And so uh, keep those coming, whether it's content, things I should listen to or places I should stop and uh, appreciate all those. One quick thing here. Okay, uh, because it comes to mind as you're plugging the BWF so road trip. Sheila is saying, do you know any places to stay between Baltimore <laughs> and Buffalo? Literally, you went to college right yeah, there between true. Baltimore and Buffalo. Like State College is maybe 30 minutes out of the way. You can spend a night in your old stomping grounds. Go speak to the journalism, summer students, mm. you know, the big yeah, national reporter. Comes Go visit Jordan Norwood's old stomping grounds. Yeah, that I was like, I was in the car saying, Go to State <laughs> College. Go to State yeah. College. But I, I have you know, been, I was I weighing that, you know, and, Co and Coach Flynn said, Do not stop at Williamsport or Lewisburg. Uh, but I actually booked a hotel in Williamsport. So if you have any okay. Williamsport knowledge and want to tell me, should I be stopping there or should I take that? That's what I was weighing. Zach, I was like, do I do Williamsport or do I spend a night in State College? So th that, that's what I'm weighing right now. So if you have a strong take there, uh, certainly let me know. A quality Wegmans in Williamsport. Oh, mm. I feel like I'll see a lot of quality Wegmans, right? Going up there to. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, Wegmans. Wegmans New York. That's Wegmans. Call it the Wegmans belt. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Bo, have been it, doing it, your smoothie? No, been doing a little thing in the in the Wolf household lately, where you get a uh, you know a jug of water and you put some lemons in it, sort of like a hotel uh, type deal. The oh. lemon water, so refreshing, outstanding. Any type of fruit, oh, and when you go to a delightful. hotel and they have fruit in the, I'll tell you what, no. But you're one a little wary of it at the hotel because you don't know how long it's been there. Like oh, to I have it in your own house, live fantastic. a little, you baby, wary of it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, all yeah. right, well. Uh, I want to get to, uh, you know, speaking of Westfield, Indiana, we will talk a little bit about Carson Wentz and the ramifications for the Eagles. But I think we should start with uh, an update on the Eagles' first-round pick. And why don't we send it to the Stone Cold Newsman to give us the update on Devontae Smith. At the Eagles' first-round pick, number 10 overall, sprained his knee at practice on Saturday night. He is considered week-to-week -week by the team, is expected to miss a few weeks. The early word is that it is nothing to be overly concerned about. The team is being careful with the former Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, that said, he's going to miss valuable time during training camp. If you go with this, with this few-week timetable, he might not play in the preseason. He would need to return within three weeks to have a shot at that third preseason game. Otherwise, you will see him, I think it's fair to say, for week one. So uh, it doesn't appear at this point to be a major threat to missing regular season playing time, but certainly the valuable training camp and preseason reps. Also on the injury front, Ryan Kerrigan left practice early. It looked like a hand injury. We don't have any official word there on what his status is. We'll find out more. Probably too much, uh, too much uh, diddling with his fingers on uh, on anti-vax TikTok. I cannot confirm that report. I I will defer to you on that one. Uh, but oh, this finger! It's I feel like it'll a spoon is going to stick to it. I got to go in and check and see if that's the case. It's feeling very magnetic right now. I believe it occurred during practice. Uh, yeah, it so. occurred to him. It occurred to him then that he's <laughs> he had some magnetic fingers. And then Brandon Brooks um, spoke after practice, and Brandon Brooks doesn't seem concerned about 
his hamstring injury, expects to play in the preseason. This is a storyline that sports writers always feast on, which is the adding, and no pun intended there, which is the adding weight or taking weight off. Mm. But that said, he was down to 200. He was down to 285 pounds. He's up to 330 pounds now, which is where he's supposed to be. And I am just so envious of a person who can just it's it's like, how do you add 45 pounds? Well, you you can eat what you want. You know, yeah, a little Taco Bell. Um, that sounds like the dream. Add 45 pounds. So uh well, when he said when he said the thing about Taco Bell, I immediately swung my head around to see where Shield was uh to get his reaction because he 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 said something that uh I believe Coach Flynn has been all over. Was I awake? Maybe not. Oh, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I couldn't you, find you. you. you I, didn't, were looking at I, didn't, me. Yeah. I didn't want to spend too much time looking behind. No, I, I thought that was crazy. And I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a sucker for any oh, story it. about a diet. A, you know, I did one. Uh, but the specifics weight. of what they what Losing they were weight. eating. Yeah. Oh, I did a big one on Russell Wilson, and see, I think it was my one. It might have been my most viewed story flex uh, for ESPN was about Russell Wilson's diet. And I thought this was weird. You know, they were asking for art. And they're like, you know, is there a good photo we can use for this? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And they're like, do you want to go to the grocery store and take photos of the things he eats? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess I can well, do that. Do so I went to the Bellevue uh, Whole Foods there uh, in, the, in the suburb of Seattle. And I was just taking pictures of random food that was going to appear in my story that Russell Wilson uh, was eating. So I got, got a little photo credit for that one too. Yeah, but this was not like 10 or 15 pounds. I mean, 45 pounds is insane. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. 45 pounds he, he lost and then put I back I think what he was there. trying to say is that like he, he put that one picture out like very early and like there was a long time for him to put on yeah. that 45 yeah, pounds. It wasn't yeah. overnight, but, but yeah. still, even if you're talking about three months, I mean, isn't 45 pounds a lot of weight to put on in three months? And I was immediately thinking about, uh, uh, you know, I should have asked him this, but like Brandon Brooks's post football life, like there's clearly a much lower weight mm-hmm. that he would be comfortable living life at. And I'm always shocked when you see these offensive and defensive linemen, like, you know, two months after they retire, uh, Marshall Yanda from the Ravens, I think mm-hmm. was the big one where they just look like a totally different person. And you realize what a sort of unnatural life they're living from a weight perspective uh, when they're playing in the NFL. So I did think that was interesting. Brandon Brooks always, uh, you know, always going to give interesting tidbits, uh, always engaging when he's talking to the media, I feel. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Zach, the Devontae Smith thing. So, you know, this is one of those things where it's like, you know, we get word that, you know, the, the guys, this is not a big deal. It, you know, it's week to week, but but Devontae is, you know, he's ahead of the game anyway. He's already a, a polished receiver. We're not super worried about this. How worried How worried should we be? How worried should Eagles fans be? Well, so as as you indicated in your practice uh, report the other night on Saturday, that, uh, that he was standing on the sideline, right? Like this, this wasn't one of these things where he was carted off the field. And as, uh, anytime someone has a sprained knee, you should be – you know, concerned to a point. I, I think but, last like, year, this straight was, away, the week to week designation. Yeah. It's like, that's like Miles Sanders. I, I believe had, had something similar last year and he missed week one. Uh, mm-hmm. am, am I conflating injuries? I believe that's right. Or? That sounds right to me. Yeah. So, but that said, the fact that it's August 2nd, right. I wouldn't be too concerned about him missing like meaningful time this season. Right. If, if it was, uh, a, t- a type of thing where he needed surgery, where if it was, you know, um, something torn, but a sprained. Now I, I, I don't want to belittle 
a sprained knee. I mean, it's it's obviously of significance, uh, but I I do buy stock in, into the fact that like he can miss time and he's such a just a polished player that he'll step in. But the Eagles do have a history of players missing training camp and they're, you know, that being like the excuse come December, January. Yeah. I'm not worried about uh, the reps and all that. I mean, he seems like a really smart player and I think he'll be, uh, he'll be fine. Like, I don't think he's going to get back out there and it's like, shoot, what's the play call or, you know, what, what, what route am I supposed to run? Anything like that. However, I do think this time of year, you just look around the league and every injury is downplayed. I mean, every single one is, well, you know, it's come on, it's guys, it's August 2nd, you know, it's, uh, they'll be fine for the start of the season. And so uh, I'm just looking at our comments here and our, our viewers are saying they're uh, pretty terrified by this. So I don't think you have to be overly concerned. I don't think you need to be unconcerned too, until the guy's back out there playing and looks like his usual self, then I think it's all right to have a little bit of, uh, you know, question about whether he's going to look the same as he was uh, pre-injury. And so that that's how I would look at it. I mean, we're not going to get any like uh, new information on this in the next two to three weeks. If it's past that and he's still not on the field, then uh, obviously we would uh, we would revisit it. Uh, Williamsport, it sounds like there, there are a couple of breweries in, in Williamsport that people are recommend, recommending. See, my problem with State College is that there's no, that I could tell at least, there's no like hotel in downtown State College. You know, you got some up there on like North Atherton Street, but then I can't be walking around campus, walking around downtown. So what's the real, real point of visiting uh, State College? So if anyone who's suggesting that I go to Penn State for that night, let me know. Maybe maybe a new hotel has popped up there that I don't know about that I could stay at. That's all. And also, if you want to pause and give the Instagram a follow, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I did that last time, and it was great. My phone just lit up. So if you want to take a break, the next segment's probably going to be boring. Uh, you can go ahead and and give that a follow. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I, but the Devontae thing is like, you know, I'm always hesitant. I'm always questioning. Like, don't worry, don't worry about this. Like, okay, well, now you're making me worried. Like, more worried than I should be. Um, so, well, you know, I guess we'll see. Um, an opportunity now for uh, for Jalen Rager to step up now that he's back at practice. Uh, why don't we? Why don't we? Uh, instead of getting into today's practice, which we will do, why don't we? Uh, why don't we turn our attention to uh, Indianapolis and stick on the injury front? The news that uh, Carson Wentz is opting for surgery after he uh, decided to take some time to look at it, and he's he's got a very wide uh, projection of being back sometime between five and twelve weeks. So is that uh, the to, widest gap you've ever heard for an injury projection? It may be it, for me. It, well, it's definitely the widest in terms of when something's been described as weeks. You know, like you might okay. get it, it feels like if it's going to be that wide, it would have been described Days. as month. Like he's going to be out two to four months. Like that sounds. Uh, no, sometimes it's like like five to twelve days. You can see like mm. five to twelve months. But no one would ever say five to twelve no, days. No they would just would say, say day to yeah. day, a week yeah. or, or a week or two. Yeah, yeah. A week or two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard. I've never heard five to twelve weeks in baseball. You hear seven to ten days. This is a good comment in in the uh, in the comments from Robin, who says five to twelve weeks sounds like a contractor timeline, which is yes, that's very good. Uh, yeah, so I mean, to me, I think I think I think if you're an Eagles fan, you're better off if you just you're, you're kissing that first round pick goodbye right now, aren't you? Well, well, so most if you if, if you do the math, he he needs to play like thirteen games. Most likely. Now, I, I know not every game is like equal and 
you know, he could miss snaps here and there, but 13 out of 17 games is what you're looking at here. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think that I would probably go with the under right now, uh, but it's it's certainly not out of the question. And and the reality is this is this is why it's a, a, a conditional pick. Like, I understand, obviously, Carson didn't play well last year, right? But the injury risk was a, was a, a major consideration here. Do you think there's a, you know, the way that Frank Reich was describing it, um, like he's had this, this is a thing that he's sort of been playing through and it finally sort of, uh, you know, snapped or whatever, or, or you know, hit a breaking point. Do you think there is uh, like a case from Indianapolis that the Eagles doctors should, should have been more on top of this or, the, or something like that? Well, I would say this. Here's how I would answer that. If it were reversed and if the Eagles had just traded for a mm. quarterback – who now has this injury that the coaches said that first day of camp that Nick Sirianni is saying, well, he's had this for a while. And then, you know, Eagles fans, there would be a, you know, some article circulating about the Eagles medical staff over the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. You can be absolutely sure that we would probably be leading the show with that uh, (laughs) right now. And about how dis, you know, dishonest the opposing team was and how this was definitely something that, uh, you know, the player was dealing with when he was traded, uh, when he was traded. But I mean, I don't know. He, he was practicing in the spring. He was practicing in the summer. So I'm not uh, sweeping it under the rug. There very well could be something to it. I wouldn't think that uh, the Colts would mention that by accident, but uh, who knows? Yeah. I mean, he's been, he, he fits the description of someone who is injury prone. Right, every I'd year so. there is or, like, or cursed is another way to describe it. No, like even well, I mean, even if you take away the big injuries, like his rookie year, he missed. You know, we we talk about Devonte Smith missing training camp the preseason. Carson Wentz got hurt in the first preseason game, didn't return until week one. Um, every year there has been something that has popped up. Well, you know, he did play all of 2019 until you know a concussion is I wouldn't categorize as injury prone. And he played all the last year until he got pulled because of performance, right? Not because sure. of injury. So that's, you know, that's the last two years. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that you're uh, incorrect. Certainly there were things going back to his uh, rookie year. But uh, again, this is something where if he were on the Eagles and playing well, uh, you know, and this popped up, then I, I don't know that we would be so quick to say injury prone. Well, know. also, but like I, if this thing was such an easy fix – then why didn't he get it fixed sooner? Sure. You know what I mean? I think I, that, which is only to say that it, I don't think it's going to be such an easy fix. Like, uh, you know, oh, no. give, give me, well, I'm leaning more towards the 12 weeks than the five weeks for sure. It makes sense though that, that he, that he gets the surgery. I'm not a doctor, but I, I saw someone tweet this out. Maybe it was Jeff Schwartz. Um, if it's not Jeff Schwartz, I just gave him credit, uh, but it's, it's, it's comparable to like the baseball player who has the, who has the elbow injury. And then, you know, they, they try to rehab it, but they end up getting mm-hmm. Tommy John. Yes. But the Eagles saw this last year with Deshaun Jackson, right? Uh, or was it two seasons? Two years ago. That? Two years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, two years ago with Deshaun Jackson where he didn't want to get surgery. And look, I'm, I'm not going to poo-poo surgery. Like if you, mm. you know, getting cut is a, that's a significant, you know, like that's, that's serious here, right? So I'm not going to. Actually, you and I are just laughing and poo-poo. It's- well, I think Bo is <laughs> saying like, you know, poo poo during surgery, poo poo as a result of surgery. I, I, I mean, like, of- <laughs> like, uh, 
You know, my, my I think that's so what we're too tired. Laughing at. You know, my old friend Bob Ford, the great columnist for the Inquirer, flex. he always said, uh, "Yeah, flex." I'm proud of that one. <laughs> uh, uh, he always said, "Minor surgery is when someone else is having surgery, mm, right?" Yeah. You know, so like I, I, I don't want to act like the decision is is an easy one, but in my history covering sports, usually when they defer surgery and try to rehab it. They eventually need yeah very rarely i feel like i remember bob ford also once said soccer is the sport of the future and always will be <laughs> that's pretty good bob ford very good at uh blocking out as uh, as a rebounder and pick up basketball oh, oh now that's a flex mm. oh yeah but you you brought this up before that you played in these media games, the cholester games. No one yeah, those cholester games. what a yeah. what, what a treat guys. that was yeah appreciate it well, not yeah, like I wasn't. I wasn't high enough up, up in the pecking order to be doling out invites. Not like I've no, but you know you're good. Old like, unathletic pickup game for like the last five years, but that's okay. I think I think this speaks to Bo's basketball ability. I think Bo's being humble because knowing Dave Spadaro, Dave Spadaro is not bringing someone who like can't cut it. Yeah, but also, but but also, Dave Spadaro is not bringing someone who's like the best player that's ever been on that floor, right? So like, mm. you, you you can't be too good. That's like a very okay. fine line. Okay. You're gotcha. gonna be like playable, but not just like dominating the game. Okay, okay. fair enough. Uh, so, Shield, you know, tell us, Mister National, um, how, like, what's the what's the the outlook for the Colts without Carson Wentz? And you know, how high could this pick potentially be for the Eagles? You think in the second round? It's terrible. If I mean, if they if they stick with the roster they have, and it's going to be Jacob Eason, and and I agree. Uh, I think Bo, you you just said that you feel like it's going to be lo- more towards twelve. Then five, I would agree with that. I mean, there's no really in like, they're not going to rush him back if it means that he could possibly re-injure it or not be a hundred percent, you know, you want it so that when he comes back, he is playing at the level that you are uh, counting on. And uh, I mean, we've seen with Carson Wentz, like, I don't think he has a second style he can go to, you know, I don't think he's going to say, all right, my foot's not a hundred percent. I'm going to adjust and play like this and not scramble around and play from the pocket. Like it just feels like he plays one way. He always assumes his athleticism is at, you know, a max level. And there are games or situations where you can remember where you're like, why how, Why is he trying to get out of that sack? You know, why is he trying to extend that play? And it turns into a turnover or, or a dangerous play or, or a negative play. And so uh, if you look at the Colts, I mean, Jacob Eason having to start, I don't know, five, six games, probably going to be one of the worst offenses in the NFL. And then you have Carson Wentz coming back, coming off of a foot surgery with a team he's never played with before. That's going to be tough too. And so uh, I have a piece coming out on The Athletic tomorrow, which I did last year, where I just project every every offense from 1 to 32. And I didn't know what to do with the Colts, but I have the Colts as like a bottom five or six offense uh, for this season. Whereas if Wentz were healthy and playing in training camp, I think I probably would have had them somewhere in the middle of the pack, 16 uh, around there. But now I think I've got them down around 27. And so, yeah, they, you know, they could be a very bad team this year. Now, having said that, the Jacoby Brissett year where your quarterback, Andrew Luck, retires two weeks before the season. And I think they still won seven games. So I don't want to totally discount what they're capable of. They do have some. They don't have Nikki Sirianni to uh, dial up those play, draw up those plays. That's true. They still have a good offensive line, but uh, I do think the floor is, is very low uh, for that team, given the Carson Wentz news. Uh, well, I'd like to ask you about how you have the Eagles on that list, but, but let's stick with the Colts for another minute. Uh, you know, 
it, it, it'll be J- Jacob Eason unless they make a move. But uh, one move that has been bandied about, the Chicago Bears third-string quarterback, Nick Foles. What did he have to say when he was asked about that possibility today? For level, is that a spot with Frank that you would be comfortable? Listen, Frank Reich is one of my favorite, if not favorite, coaches of all time. He understands me as a player. Um, he understands me as a person. But, you know, right, I, I haven't had any talks with him. I don't know. I'm a Chicago Bear right now. But I think if he knows me. He understands. I mean, y'all watched the 2017 season in the playoffs where he changed the offense and built it around me, and y'all saw what happened. So he understood my mentality as a player, and he was able to build it around me and put me in a successful position and my teammates. But that being said, they have Carson. And Carson and I have a lot of history. I have a lot of respect for Carson. He's a tremendous player. He's going through adversity once again, but he'll bounce back. And you know what? He might miss a few games, but I know he'll be back out there. But we haven't had any talks. So right now I'm a Chicago Bear, and I'm going to keep slinging with these third stringers, and we're going to dice them up. You've been involved with, uh, with trade talks for another team. You said you want to be involved in that process. Has that occurred already yet? There was a couple opportunities that um, came to be this offseason with a couple teams, but it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right time or the situation with what was going on um, in my life. It's like I said, you want to you don't just want to go somewhere to go somewhere like you want to go somewhere where you know the people somewhat or, you know, someone who knows the people that can vouch for the people so you can succeed. Listen, I'm 32. I feel great. The version of me right now is much better than the version that played in the Super Bowl. I'll tell you that. And I'm confident in that. So put that through your mind. I know that. I know what this game's about. You have to have the whole package as a team. Like, you have to have everyone in there. You have top down has to be great. If it's not great, you're going to be mediocre. I've seen it. I've been a part of it. And unfortunately, when you're a quarterback, you got to go through a lot of the, you know, baloney. But that's part of it. That's why we play this position. That's why we grow. Because at the end of the day, there might be some kid that's watching this press conference and they say, Nick Foles is a three quarterback and he's going out there and his mentality is to dice up that defense and help his teammates. And that's what I will continue to do till I lace up the cleats for the last time. I mean, I have never seen something like that from never incredible. I is that his best? That might have been his like best soundbite of all time. I mean, he was fired up. That was incredible. Now, I mean, I gotta say, like, I gotta say, he's wearing the mask. I'm so disappointed about that. I'm gonna choose charitably to read it as they were inside, and he's just being extra cautious. Well, that's not even extra Possible. cautious if you're inside yeah. now. I mean, you probably should be. You know, I'm wearing it inside now. I go to public places yeah, around people. So, um, yeah. He's, he's at least doing good mask etiquette, fixing it over his nose when it falls. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he was asked or not. But but otherwise, it, it, it could be, be like, that's, that's, a tough, that's a tough look. But back to the content of what he said. Go ahead. Uh, people are wondering who was clapping, and I have that question too. I mean, I, don't, I assume <laughs> there were Bears personnel in there. I don't think – if the, I can't imagine that was uh, media clapping in there. That would be very disappointing. All right, so a couple things stood out to me. Uh, one is him pointing to 2017 and saying like Frank, right? It Frank, just you it saw just, what he did. Yeah, I mean, not Frank and Doug, or uh, you know, Frank was a part of. He's like, yeah. but so that just kind of gives more credibility to it. If you are a fan of that narrative, that uh, you know, the Eagles losing Frank Reich was kind of the downfall, or their offense struggled after that. You know, he he sort of said that right there, and he did say, you know, he said he has a lot of respect for Carson. He didn't say, uh, now maybe I'm reading too much into it, but he didn't say Carson is a good friend of mine. You know, I was just texting with Carson. Well, they're not. 
from what we know. know, from what we can tell, yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know if they're friends or not. I thought everyone liked Nick Foles. I thought everyone pretty much considered Foles a, a friend, um, but maybe not. I don't know. Do you Zach, know? Do you, you look like you're biting. Like li- you yeah. look like you're literally biting rip, your tongue. Let it rip, ZB. Ah, I mean, they're they're friendly. I don't think they're mm. they're like. Uh, I I don't think they're best of friends, but I think they're friendly. I think there's a healthy respect among them. But I mean, if from Carson's perspective, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be the friend. He doesn't want to be friends with the guy who cucked him out of a Super Bowl. Okay, well. uh, that's it. Um, but I I have seen Nick like that passionate before. Like that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. First off, the day after the Super Bowl, he was he was like that. Well, he was given like a big family type, right? Wasn't he was yeah, talking about failure talking about and his, embracing yeah. failure? Yeah. Uh, Ruben asked him that question. Ruben Frank asked him that question. Uh, I've seen him, you know, his last press conference in Philly. I've, I've seen him like that. I, uh, yeah. So I'm not surprised by what Nick said. Now, look, I mean, the Super Bowl was amazing. Nick's still getting a lot of mileage out of that, right? Like there's a, yes, he there should. are a lot of quarterbacks who need to go to situations where they don't know somebody, you know, like, uh, I, I just think, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Like he's a, he's a third string quarterback right now. He's turning down opportunities with to be a backup somewhere else because he wants to go to a place where he knows the coaching staff. Respectfully, well, I think that's fair. Like, I mean, Nick Foles was a free like, and and look, Nick and I get along great. Okay, like I'm not. Mm, uh, I mean, friends. this is not attacking Nick. Would you say um, you're better friends with Nick than Carson is? Mm, good question. No, I don't think I'm better friends <laughs> with Nick than Carson is. Um, Would you say I, he respects you? Who do you, who does he respect more? Mm. I, I I imagine his his teammate, someone who's he's gone to his doorbell. Was, Nick Foles' doorbell rings tomorrow morning. Who would he Who would he prefer be Carson the one Wentz. at the door? You or Carson? Uh, Carson Wentz. Carson. Speaking Wentz. of doorbells, like weird. But, wait, but no, no, no. So oh, just, sorry, I'm, I'm just gonna finish this thought real quick, okay? <laughs> I'm just gonna finish this thought, okay? Uh, Speaking of doorbells, and you, and you interrupted me there. I'm trying to think what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he he was a free agent, right? He could have gone to a, like opportunities where he he had a background with the coach or the system there he chose to go to jacksonville right he he took the money in, in jacksonville the starting opportunity in jacksonville it was the only place it was a starting idea, job i just think this idea that like he can only go to a place and i i've heard some stuff too about like some different situations that he, that he didn't want to be a part of hmm. um he he's he's being a bit selective here now perhaps well he has, i mean He's 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 been through it, right? He's been a bunch of places. He knows sure. what he wants to do. Like you know, what he would. I, I think he's he's. It's fine for him to to do that. Like it's not like there's oh, a starting he, job. He's not. No, he's I, missing I, out. it's it's within his <laughs> his rights to exercise the leverage that he has. But like there aren't that many seats at the table right now. Is my point. Well, yeah, no, I think it's his, uh, it's his prerogative. You know, we, we know the story about how he thought about retiring yes. previously after the uh, terrible Ram situation. I'm sure the Jaguar situation wasn't great. I mean, the guy is rich. He's been a Super Bowl MVP. You know, I, I don't blame him for not wanting to go to a situation that he thinks is terrible just because he can, uh, and probably just because he would be a backup, right? I mean, I, I don't think he's going anywhere to be a starter. So, like, that's probably not worth it uh, to him. So I, I don't have an issue with with, with him uh, saying that or, or going that way. I mean, he, he might legitimately rather retire than go to a terrible team and be a backup uh, when he's not going to play anyway. You right. Know? Like, that, that, that probably is not fun for him. 
Like the, the if if the New York Jets are a possibility, let's say you can be the backup for the Jets, or you can stay the third stringer with the Bears. What are you choosing? Me personally, yes. I don't want to be in the same room as Zach Wilson. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, what if they did the Josh McCown thing and they said, Nick, uh, "I'll take that." Austin, deal. Texas. Yeah. I'll take we that deal. Want you to be in the same room as Zach Wilson, yeah. so that we don't have an outbreak. You hang out there. If we need you, we'll uh, we'll call you up. That sounds. That good would be a good situation. I think it's Newport Beach for Nick. Yeah, I think he's out oh, Newport uh, Beach. Okay, yeah, right. he's, he's down in Southern California. Anywhere he wants. There you go. Uh, Sheila, you had a big uh, doorbell take to drop. No, I mean, this, so this is my new office setup. So I'm on the first floor, and so the windows are right here where I'm pointing. You get some good natural light in there. Oh, thank you on the uh, bald head. Appreciate that. Uh, and so if there's somebody who like knocks at the door, where typically I would just ignore and pretend I'm not home. Uh, now they can kind of look right at the window at me because I do have the blinds up because I do, mm. I do like that natural light. So that's something I'll have to work around. Like I might just do one of these where I look at Oh, I like that. I like that back. picture. I like you that know? picture of like the, yeah. the delivery guy coming and seeing you just sitting in there talking on a mic. Like what is going on here? Mm. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about the solicitors. I mean, do you get people coming to your door still? Do you guys get those? Very rarely. Still happens. Drives me nuts. Yeah. I mean, what, what are we doing here? That's, yeah. Come on. Uh, all all right. right. One quick take on injuries, and this relates to Devontae Smith or and and Carson Wentz for that matter. And this is my free advice to all teams. Uh, and Chip Kelly never took this advice. Uh, I don't know if I ever gave it to him. If, treat if something treat is, the professionals like adults? <laughs> no. If, oh. if something is – four to six weeks or five to 12 weeks in this case, just say it's the longest period. Like just always, always oversell, like, like uh, always go with the longer one because if a player comes back sooner, they, they, they look like tough. They look resilient. You know, your, your medical staff's working great. If, if, if you undersell it, you say it's not a big deal. He'll be back in, in, in four or five weeks. The Eagles have been a classic example of this in, in recent years. Uh, and it ends up being like six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks. That's that's when it looks like there's mismanagement. Mm. Just just over, you know, you know, undersell and over deliver, right? That would be my advice on the injury department. Well, it's it's interesting because it's not just like um, when the Eagles have had those situations in the past, like the guy just was the end of the window. Like sometimes it's just like they misevaluated it. For yeah. instance, like with Alshon Jeffrey last year, they keep him on pup. And he's not ready to practice in that window of time frame. Or they don't put him on, rather, yeah, they, they don't, don't yeah. put him on PUP. And they could have put him on PUP because he wasn't ready in order to practice in the first six weeks. So, you know, there's that's a part of it, too. He's uh, not well, on the roster, is he, Alshon Jeffrey? He is not. I mean, you're the national guy. Yeah, please. I'm not paying 197 pages. Was he in there? <laughs> no, he was not. <laughs> So uh, that answers the question, right. I guess. Well, you know, the Eagles do need a uh, could could use a body right now. That would be a very Eagles thing to do to re-sign Alshon Jeffrey and bring him back. Tra um, he walks in the door. Travis Fulgham just punches him <laughs> in the face, slams his gloves down. This is my team now. Yeah. All right. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, Zach, let's talk a little bit about uh, practice today. You were the uh, observer officially on the record. So uh, what, what jumped out to you? I thought it looked like maybe Jalen Hurts' best day of camp thus far. He seemed he seemed uh, fairly sharp. Yeah, I, I thought he was more efficient. The, the The ball did not touch the ground as frequently. I, uh, I liked your discussion on the podcast yesterday about I, I, I thought it was a real nuanced discussion. And and Bo talked about this after our first podcast that after our first training camp podcast that Jalen might not be like the ideal practice player, right? And she'll reference that Tom Brady practice. Um that the you you guys did not mention it on the on the on the uh pod. I was screaming like Sam Bradford was the perfect practice player, mm. right? Because like he excels in a controlled environment. Um, that's true. Now now you guys weren't there for the Bradford summer of uh of 15. Uh so anyways I I thought I thought Jalen Hurts was better today. I, I there were still passes that he missed. There was one along the left sideline that sailed way out of bounds. Uh there was another in And the he missed Fulgham in the end zone. Yeah. It could have been a touchdown. Yep. Yeah, but I I I thought that he he was he was certainly cleaner. Was putting the ball in in tighter windows. Shane Steichen talking about his deep ball talking about Jalen Hurts' deep ball said that it putting in the right spot is the difference between a 60 yard gain and, and an 80 yard touchdown. And to Steichen's point in seven on sevens, which I know are passing drills, they're designed for the quarterback and 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 the receiver. But he put one right on uh, Quez Watkins. Uh, and I'll admit, I first thought it was Jalen Rager. The six and the eight still six and the eight. It's always tough after, after ten years. Uh, but put it right on Quez Watkins for a touchdown. Quez Watkins beat Steve Nelson on that play. So Hertz Hertz performed better. Um, I'll say uh, the left tackle competition. Dillard was the first one up today, but my, uh, but that actually played in, into Jordan Mailata's hands because Dillard did not have a particularly good day. Uh, so we'll see what happens as as this keeps going forward. But I would agree that Jordan Mailata, based on the way they played, even if you take last year out of, out of the equation. Jordan's been the better left tackle. Uh, Zach McPherson had an interception on an awful throw by Nick Mullins, but still pulled it down. And McPherson's been around the ball a few times. Uh, I I understand that it is you know you know low hanging fruit to like call the six foot seven tight end to, you know the the training camp darling if if you will like he's of been, he's been interesting. But yeah, he keeps he keeps making plays in the, in the middle of the field. And the best compliment I would give him is that. If uh, now Shiel is an informed national reporter, but if like an uninformed national reporter came, um, they wouldn't know that this guy used to play quarterback like mm. what, eight months ago, ten months ago. He he looks more natural at the position at the position than I expected. Uh, I didn't write this in my notes, but man, every day I could put a Josh Sweat note in there. Um, He's been really Josh, good. 
buy your Josh Sweat stock because really uh, he is uh, he as Brandon Graham says he is coming after you. Um, I feel so, like buy your the quote buy your Josh Sweat stock is as on brand a quote that you could possibly give. <laughs> well, I, I've been saying it on the show for three years now. Right? Yeah, but you get the but you get the stock. Yeah, you get. I mean, the stock if they would have bought the stock, bought the stock, bought the. <laughs> Stop. Stock. My gosh. Unbelievable. When Zach initially told them to. That's true. My gosh. That'd be like getting on the ground floor of Amazon or something here. Mm. He's Stop. the one now. Josh, you think Joshua's going to be going out, you know, going out into space and thanking his employees for uh, and all the people who buy his products? Maybe that would be a nice story to cover yeah. if he did that. Yeah. Josh sure. Sweat makes computers. Of it. He's he uh, he can. He literally makes computers um, out of scratch. Wait, what? Was it? It's a media guide note. Oh, I was going to say, have you guys written about this? And this was a story I this missed. Is, like I'm walking, is, I'm treading carefully here. I hope our competition's not listening here. This is on the this is on the list. So, oh, you got to you got to get after that right uh -oh. now yeah. because you might have to cut that. Term, a lot of people are writing about Josh Sweat. I mean, every person yeah. is being asked about uh, Josh Sweat, and so sometimes when that happens, you're like, "All right, well, this guy's just getting gassed up because everybody's asking about him." But you can sort of tell when the teammates are going over the top with their praise, and uh, I do feel like you know, if we were to do the old poll of you know who sort of impressed you so far in camp, and again, it's been early, mm -hmm. that Josh Sweat would certainly be uh, be high on that list. Josh Sweat. Teammates are looking at saying, "All right, this guy, this guy's due for, in store for a big year." Joshua has a funny like. There, there have been some funny press conference um, things with the like the way that they're handling it, being back in front of people. Joshua will every now and then just like start laughing at a question <laughs> and just like, like what is going on? Yeah, it's kind of funny. And Dillard was was doing the opposite. Like he couldn't hear anybody today, so he just kept asking people to repeat it. And it was so, hard to hear him because he he's a bit yeah, of a low talker. He is a bit of a low talker. So, so back when we were allowed in the locker room, you know, uh, and, and Bo can tell you this, I would make a point of like saying hello to every single player who walked mm -hmm. by. All right. Well, you Josh got to touch in with, with everybody at least yeah. once a yeah. week. That was the rule. Yep. Right? I mean, I've so, been in the locker room yeah. with you, okay, too, yeah. Zach. I mean, so, I can attest to that. I can attest Man, to that. So Josh, you forget about a guy. Jeez. But, so Josh is a couple though, years off his, his rookie <laughs> year, I think. Um, and, and maybe like, like, perhaps I remember interviewing I him about his, his busted finger as his rookie year. I, I, I might be overrating like, like this interaction, but he was always so confused when he was walking out of the locker room. I'd be like, Hey, Josh, what's up, Josh? And he would like turn around, and be like, Oh, hi. <laughs> like, like, why are you, you know, uh, do you need me? Or are you just saying hello? You know? So, uh, he That's always funny. had like a startled reaction to that. It's well, funny that you said the thing about uh, Tyree Jackson that being the biggest compliment you could give a guy because I said today on the sidelines the biggest compliment I could give him uh, is that he made Joe Flacco look good. Well, it'll be interesting. Look, he is he is a player who he is a player who like uh, put put the pads on tomorrow. Like it's going to matter to see to see if he knows I what mean, he's you doing. You guys are. I think that, I think you guys were 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 tough on the Joe Flacco cashing them checks thing. Every pass has, has been like a check down, basically. They haven't they haven't gone downfield that often. No, it's this not season. because of the check downs. Just and again, this might just be his personality. Yeah, no. But, I mean, juice have you whatsoever. seen a quarterback with no juice? I mean, is he uh, the play is over like immediately? Yeah. Not even the play is over. The ball's out of his hands, and immediately he's just looking down at the ground. Like, well, it's, I, he's not I, even I like mean, watching the, one the thing play. I, I agree with. Well, well, not the one thing I agreed with a lot, but what you guys said, you know, that Nate Sudfeld has has to be like. The backup quarterback type, mm -hmm. um, and he's 
totally not that way. And it's because it is hard for those guys sometimes. And Mark Sanchez, I'll give Mark Sanchez credit. Sanchez was like the best at adjusting from being like the franchise guy mm-hmm. to like the helpful backup. Like he understood that role. Uh, Flacco doesn't seem to be like embracing that helpful backup role. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, listen, if you offered me three and a half million dollars and I wasn't sure if I was going to get a penny this year, I would take the three and a half million dollars and, uh, and go play, but, uh, we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe stories will pop up that, uh, teammates will say, you know, behind the scenes, he's doing a great job and he does have a lot of energy and this is just his uh, personality that would surprise me. That would surprise me, but it could be the case. Now, when you were mentioning the interaction with Josh Sweat, Zach, I was thinking Shane Steichen had a move today where before his press conference, he said, oh, wait, hold on. I got to meet all you guys and went around and uh, and did sort of the handshake to every, you know. I missed it. We started oh, early. Yeah. yeah, handshake to all the reporters, to which I said to uh, uh, T-Mac, I said, why is, why is he treating us like we're humans here? What's, what, what's going on? Because <laughs> this is very, uh, this is very unusual for, uh, you know, your reporter to be treated like a sort of, uh, you know, the same species as some of these guys. So uh, nice job by him. Although, although I'm more of a fist pound guy these days, right? And so, yeah, like, I don't know. Are- I do whatever the other person's doing, and you're, yeah. that's a good question. There's been a if I'm initiating, I'm going fist pound. Yeah, but I like when people have thrown out the hand. I'm not saying like no, thank you. Yeah, it's awkward. Yeah, I don't know. I- I've had far too many awkward. You know, they put out the hand, I put out the fist pound, then I switch and they switch. I had one. Like, of, yeah, yeah, I had a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. I I've had New too world. many of those. But yeah. um, but no, it's and, and especially when you're going down the line of every reporter, it's even more efficient. Just you know, pound, pound, pound. So yeah, that's true. Down the rock, well, he baby. wanted to get everyone's names. I mean, he was you know. Now I think someone made the old uh, dad joke that we'll be quizzing on quizzing you on this uh, next time, which was pretty good. But anyway, see, if, what you, what if you if make, what you make coach, of a, a shot? coach, I, I would have gone in there. By the way, like. Before I would study the faces and the names before I started. Okay. What a waste of your sense. time that would be. No, no it's that, not. Actually, if I was an agent for a coach, I would tell yeah. them to do that. Because guess what? You're going to have these these guys eating out of the palm of your hand all year. Oh, you yeah. got the worst offense in the NFL. And they'll say, well, he called me by my name and said, good question. And maybe, uh, you know, threw a cannoli in the media house for me. Yeah, well, you know what they say? Done. The separations and the preparation. Mm. They do say that. I saw someone last night busted that out today. Who said? Oh, did. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. You were uh, no, you were making a point, and I and I I, no, no, I missed that. I just I thought you were just saying that. I didn't mistake and said that. Go ahead, ZB. I saw someone last night who who said, you know, I've been I've been watching uh, Ted Lasso, and this this person reminds me of you, and I got all excited. Maybe they would like. Oh, does Ted Lasso remind (laughs) you? No, it was Trent Krim from The Independent. Um, it's not like you at all. So, so I was, because they were, I just think they like, it, it was someone who I hadn't seen in a while. And I think that's like their association with a sports writer. Is okay. Me. So it's like, oh, I, I was thinking of you when I saw that's Ted really Lasso, funny. but I was like, for that brief moment, I'm like, uh, like, do I have Ted Lasso? You got Lasso vibe. I was hoping I got, for like a Jamie Tart or something there. <laughs> I, was, I, I thought you were going to tell me it was a Higgins is what, what I thought was coming. <laughs> Shrink <laughs> no, Kareem from the Independent. <laughs> Completely yeah. unlike you at all. You're, you're much yeah. more uh, high energy. Although I would like to see you just once stand up, stand up, and ask your question. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Berman, the Athletic, the Independent. <laughs> uh, all right. 
Uh, Sheila, where do you come down on what you've seen through three days of uh, Mylana versus Dillard? I don't have a strong, I don't have a strong okay. opinion now. I saw only a little, I got to one-on-ones early and then flex I had to leave for my WIP hit. Now I saw you were standing there, Bo, I believe for all of them. Zach, mm. I, were, you were on the other field, right? For that yeah, period, correct. Zach. So Bo, what were your impressions? I should ask you of how those two perform because uh, listen, the pads aren't on, you know, there's only so much you can tell. So one-on-ones are the one thing you can kind of take a look at. And I usually go by how the coaches and other players react know what happened on the rep. I mean, after every single rep that Andre Dillard takes in one-on-ones, his head's going down towards the floor. Like, if you want to be a body language doctor, it's like, it's, it's just not even close. Like, Mylana is so much better. He's And I said this in the, the practice report the other day, but like, there's such a big difference in the reps that Mylana loses versus the reps that Dillard loses. Like, when Dillard loses, he gets just killed. And when like he he's it's a it's like a clear hold or the guy just like very easily beats him. When Mylana gets beat, it's like he's still he's still sort of like slowing the guy down um, and and creating a little bit of time for the you know theoretical quarterback. I just it's not even it's not even close to me. All right, um, I'm gonna push back on this uh, a little bit based okay. on you know because well. I don't want to be concussion uncle, but the pads haven't been on and this is offensive line. hundred percent. That's totally true. And how many practices are we talking about here? Five practices, five five practices um, this summer. So I'm not ready to conclude that it's over. I mean, I think a lot of it will be the uh, preseason games. And also it is worth noting. I I don't know if this is, uh, if you guys think this is valid or not, but Andre Dillard spoke to the media and had, had two fingers wrapped together. I mean, there's something mm-hmm. going on there. I, I, you know, he downplays that it's minor. It's nothing, but you know, that's at least something when you're, uh, okay, well, that's not a good thing though. It's not a good thing, but it could explain some of his performance, I guess. Well, I mean, he's kind of in a no win situation there. If he sits out with a finger injury, of course. I mean, he's getting crushed. And if he tries to play through a, uh, a finger injury and his performance suffers, he's getting crushed. So I'm just saying like, that's it's early. We watch, we try to draw conclusions. I think it's good to have takes after every uh, practice. I'm not knocking you for that, but I'm just on the, let, let, let's give it some time. Let, let, let's see it play out here a little bit more before sure. we uh, award my lot of the job. Okay. That's fine. Uh, other notes from one-on-ones. I, uh, Javon Hargrave has been like really good. Uh, oh really? All can so far to me. Okay. Um, like a big difference from last year. And again, you know, everything everything on the trenches, no pads, is a little bit silly to say, but uh, he's he's been sort of dominant um, from what I've seen. What else I got here? I like a, I like a Coyote Awashika. I think he's got a shot. I'm is not that your Camp Crush. I, I'm, I'm not that, I'm not willing to go Camp Crush just is yet. Is that offensive lineman? Yes, offensive yeah, lineman. Undrafted, yeah, undrafted the right. offensive lineman from Buffalo. Okay. Uh, he was he's one 72. Of I watched. 72, yeah. I believe. He's been playing mostly right guard with the threes, but he's been taking some left guard reps in uh, one-on-ones. Okay. I like him. Uh, My hotel in Buffalo is across the street from the University of Buffalo. Hmm, you could do a Stephen Means story. You could, do a, there, you could do a Tyree Jackson story. Wasn't there like an MTV show? Someone like frats at University of Buffalo or something? Am I making that up? That, sound, that does sound familiar. I would love to go to Hoover High. That was the show. You guys watched that. Uh, two right? days. No. Didn't two days. Uh, I watched that. You didn't watch that? Yeah. Coach Prost? John Ding. Parker no. Wilson? Ding. Oh, John Parker uh, Wilson. Okay. Yeah. Outstanding. Uh, Zach, I have I have my answer, by the way, on the player who, who the jersey number throws you off every time. 
It's yes. it's Teron Jackson who was seventy five. Uh, oh, I, I mean, it's it's Vinny Curry every time to me. Yeah, it's very difficult to remember that it's not. Um, I think those were the big. Those were the big takeaways. Herbig wasn't I as good today as, was, as he's been uh, throughout much of camp. Who's that? Herbig had, had a down had a down period, I but going Fletcher up against Cox, like good players. Yeah, Fletcher Cox had 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 one play in team drills when like just burst through the line, was chasing the back, and 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 you're reminded like the threshold for Fletcher Cox. You you never leave a practice being like, yeah, Fletcher Cox, you know, is is going to be awesome because. Like Fletcher Cox, this is this is kind of what he's done for 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 ten years now. But he is a really good player. Vic Torinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it: tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what's interesting? This is uh, uh, like Marlon Tui Pelotu. I'll be the judge of whether this is interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is very, very borderline interesting. So far, I don't, I'm not sure it's going to be. It's not. I'm telling you right now, it's not going <laughs> to clear the bar. Like he just he doesn't get a lot of reps. Like mm. even uh, even in one on ones, like it'll be a period. And Raquan Williams, the undrafted uh, defensive tackle out of Michigan State from last year, will get like five reps, and Tui Pelotu will get two. It's and I, I, he doesn't do much on the field either. So. I don't know. Donald I don't. I don't know right. that he's going to make this team. That's like okay. a very early thing, but okay. just a thought. Uh, okay. Anything else from practice, or can we get to Zach's uh, Zach's notes for us? Well, so we're going to see practice tomorrow. We're all going to be there with the pads on for the first time, and then are we doing another YouTube podcast? I think we'll be we'll be uh, live tomorrow night. Tomorrow if that night. works for okay. everybody. Prime right. time. Can't wait. Prime time. Eight o'clock. Call it. It's a big another show. Now the pads are on our nice, but it's just an appetizer for the. Mm. Now tell me, how nice is it going to be to hit someone in a different uniform? Yeah, I mean, you got the pads on. That's good. That's a good start. You're going against your teammates, someone in a new uniform. What's it going to feel? Does it really feel like football until everyone's got a job to do? Everyone's got a job. They all got to pay their bills. Rent is due every day, right? Mm. The lamp is never full. I thought you were going to ask him about that today. I thought about it, but I think it's sort of, I, I sort of enjoy the mystery a little bit more. Okay. I'd rather not know. Okay. Well, Hertz, now Hertz did say he was in charge of today's playlist, which I thought was mm. outstanding. I mean, breaking out number one stunner. I mean, come on. It, it was, a, there was a good little mix in there. Yeah, there was some, there was some, yeah. uh, some lighter fare too. Some it jazzy was. stuff. He said oh, after, okay. uh, he said after practice, what do you, Zach, was it, you asked the question, what do you do? No, it was my K. It was it was my K. Yes. Asked like, what do you do to relax during uh, during camp time? He said, you know, there's no relaxing when you're the number one quarterback and rent mm. is due every day. But you know, well, if I said. do, if I do get some time, 
might put my feet up and listen to a little Anita Baker. So oh, there you go. I missed that. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Zach, Playlists you, have been outstanding every day. Can you can you rake us? What can you rake us over the coals for? Yeah, give it to us. I'm nervous. No, about no, it's, this. it's it's not raking. Actually, a, a lot give of the stuff. Fifty I, lashes. We want it. I have I have I have interspersed a few of them um, so far. You know the state mm. college thing. Uh, the Sam Bradford take was. She wants to go a little Chuck Rhodes. He wants you to really take it to us. Yeah, uh, I was Give driving, so I I did not write it down. I do think so. Shield, I have I have recommendation <laughs> for Shield. Oh, so, okay. Shield, you you effectively wrote a book, right? Like your your guy. Your eh, no, I wouldn't is, say that. It's a it's it's 172 pages. Listen, is that what there's it is? a lot of tables. There's some I mean, weird formatting where like it's a, t- <laughs> it's a it's a cover page that takes up a whole page for no reason. But, you know, I was, thanks <laughs> to everyone who worked on it, but I'm just saying like it's not the it's not 197 words of text. Well, all right. Well, you wrote a book, my friend. So, yeah. but, but so I'm uh, so a little flexier. Okay, yeah. Okay. I I I wrote a book, and when you write a book, you you do publicity for the book. You go on, you you go to book signings. You do. I I, I did like a few corporate speeches. Like you 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 have stuff, and you need to be. You need to have a hard sell. Like you need to not just have an elevator pitch. You need to have. When they ask you about it, you need to sell the book. Your pitch for this book was, well, I was going to do this research anyway. So I thought like, I would, no, like you got this thing is impressive. You got to sell the beep out of this thing, right? Yeah, like I do need, I know I, I'm glad you, I need a little bit of help on how to promote this bad boy. I know, I feel, I, nobody nobody likes like this self-promoting. I'm going to be uh, pretty, I'm just going to be tweeting it out relentlessly from now until week one. But I do feel like I need to find some uh, different avenues, whether it's just sending it directly to people. Um, you know, Marissa, you can chime in here too. Uh, yeah, the time I put in, uh, I, you know, I don't care if people like it or not. I just want to make sure it gets in enough people's hands right. where uh, it's available. So I do need some tips on uh, on how to do that a little I think you got to call on your you got to call on your favors. I saw you got a nice little Ed Feng uh, tweet the other day mm, or today. Yeah, so he, that's he, a big he, one. But you know you feel like shit I got it's like I figured this thing out, you know, 20 times this would be so annoying. And it gets a little exhausting. Someone else no, doing it's it. not Twitter. It's it's when you get asked okay. about it when okay. you're on radio and you're like you you Let's say like someone let's say you're at practice in one of the, you know, uh people who is more of a now. Let's say like a Greg Cosell asks you about it. What do you do? How do you sell it? I don't know. That's that's a very tough one. I just thought the pod let, like if 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 we had Seth Wickersham on and he's talking about this, I can't wait for his for his book already pre-ordered. Uh, it's better to be feared, right? And I would say I would say he's maybe the only writer who would uh, get me to sort of read a book on the Patriots because I know there's going to be a lot of mm-hmm. juice in there. One of the few, <laughs> but, uh, the short list. But if we asked about it, he wouldn't say, "Well, I had these leftover notes," right? Like he would. Say, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, Zach just froze Uh-oh. up. Oh. I thought, I thought Zach was striking a pose and getting ready to all come in with a big table. <laughs> no. Your screen just Oh, broke. no, you guys froze on mine. My <laughs> advice to you would be uh, find a nugget in there for every, like if, if, if you're on a radio station in said market, find okay. a nugget in there. Give that nugget and say you can find this in, in the playbook or you okay. give like a behind, a behind the scenes of putting it together. So, yeah, so I, I would say sell that. Should I Both. send it to actual people? You know, whether it's uh, that's a little so that's a that too one. much that's, physical well, copy. Where, no, like you send no, the, you I, send I, I link. can download yeah. the yeah the link or the PDF. So this is so I never like doing that. People always okay. said you have to call in every favor. I mean, I, I mean, 
you know, like typically if you're writing a book, the publishing company has a publicist and you would hope that they do that for you. But yeah, the athletic, we have, we have publicists. Like, like we have, you know, I'll do it for you. Shield. Okay. There Send me go. a list of email addresses and I will do it for <laughs> <All> you. <right. laughs> Excellent. There you go. Then you don't have to feel uncomfortable. Okay. And it's just coming from me. Outstanding. Uh, <laughs> and good workshopping. I like using this pod, pod for my personal, you know, I need to figure uh, some things we're, out. We're well aware. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Bo is an outstanding host. I've, I've established that terrific quarterback yeah. to the show. Debatable. Uh -oh. um, but, but Bo does have a habit of, and, and perhaps this is an, an, an intentional so can he can have best. the upper hand. Okay. Oh. He, he, he has a habit of throwing you off at the beginning of the episode just by like, like you're all prepped for, he, he did this to me the other day. He did this to you yesterday. <laughs> did he do it to me? On, what did he, Saturday. what did he say? I don't yeah, remember. It was just, it was like, either. it was, it was, you were all, all ready to talk about this, this evening practice that they just had. And mm -hmm. he, he starts off with like something that has nothing to do with the practice and you're in, and you're flow, you know, you're thrown off about where this is going. Uh, Part of the magic be, of the show. It's it's Bo's technique, I think, that gained the upper hand. Yeah, that is not, no, I promise no, you. I, no, there's no. That is what it is. That's absolutely <laughs> right, uh, Zach. But when you, I have more, a couple more years, you know, doing it with uh, doing the pod with Bo over you, and so the technique is you base just ignore what Bo says. Like say what you want to say. That is the move. I mean, I don't think I respond. I don't like, again, I don't even remember what he said to start the pod. I was just saying, well, I know I have to plug my Instagram. I know I got to plug the playbook and I need places to stop on this road trip. And so you just ignore what Bo says. That's always a good move. I thought, uh, I thought she I, I, I was real happy. Bo answered the, this question this way. She was, was, was really getting on people for bringing up Tyler. All right. Um, but oh, Bo, yeah. Bo was absolutely right. Like uh, they have a, a guy who has a background in, in kicking. It's hard to ask like a special teams coordinator mechanically what's going on. Um, so Tyler Brown is essentially, um, I imagine he's working one-on-one -on -one with the kickers, but this is, you said you, you think he's, <laughs> he's, he's local, his father, his father is the mayor of, uh, I'm horrible with pronunciations. We've established that. Our friend Jimmy Kemsky told me that today um, when it came to Isaac saying my Lou or saying my low. And I say saying my Lou. Um, but uh, Eff what's the town in South Jersey? Effisham? E-V-E-S-H-A-M? I don't know that one. No, Marissa doesn't. Well, Randy Brown is the mayor of the, or was the mayor of, of the, either is or was. What do you okay? mean? I thought he works for the Ravens as a special teams assistant. Yeah, he, he does both. He was he used oh, to drive down. Yeah. Okay. A, can I, so can I be a, the mayor of media? I'm looking out here now. I can <laughs> for, go campaign I, a little bit. I believe that's I believe that's Zach's job is to be the mayor of media. <laughs> Let's Marissa. focus on getting the playbook out and then. Well, you can I was gonna there. yeah add that. Can you add that after yeah. the playbook? Things to do. Make oh. you mayor. Yeah. Got it. I'll uh, I'll need those email addresses as well. <laughs> I think uh, I, hmm, I Tracer Bullet says it's pronounced Eve Sham. Evesham, there you go. And never would have guessed Brown that. was the mayor, or you know, when he was working for the Eagles, I remember that yeah. being a big story. Uh, Jason Huntley, Jason Huntley deserves a, a little more uh, credit than I don't think we need to describe who Jason Huntley is to our our listeners. He I had no idea he was on the roster all last year. I mean, that's that's different. I think Shields a good. Guy. He's probably Listen, a good. That could be on proxy. me. But I had no idea when you said that. I was shocked. He was on the roster okay. all of last year. How? 
He had well, a well. That was Zach's uh, point. He had a week one play where so they claimed him off off waivers before week one, and they put him in the game for like a play in week one, and I think it was like a backwards pass that turned into a fumble. Do you, do you remember that? It was along the left sideline. Well, I remember. Okay. Uh, this is loosely. ringing a bell. I'm pretty sure I yeah. probably would have crushed that. Yeah. And Evesham. Evesham. Not uh, Sham. A good point here from Claire, and uh, shout out to Claire. Uh, she said hi the other day at uh, at uh, Soccer Shots. Got to meet her and her lovely son. Uh, good point. Wouldn't it throw you off more if I started the pod by asking a football question? It's true. I would assume <laughs> something was wrong. Yeah, you, would, you would think something was like I was being held hostage. Yeah. Yeah. Which with so, that door right point. there, I mean, anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, someone's going to pop out of there. Uh, another uh, shout out, uh, uh, my guy Jesse at uh, Birch Run Hill Farms. So I'm at the uh, at the farmers market. The last time I saw him, I, I didn't have. Uh, we both had face masks masks on, uh, and so I mistook him. I thought he was like the brother of the guy that I met. Very awkward interaction. I said, "Oh yeah, I met your brother." And it, no, he was like, "No, that was me." So mm. tough look for me. Yeah, not a great but job by you. The cheese was delicious. Okay, that sounds like a drop. <laughs> anything else zach uh no i, I thought it was a, a really entertaining show you guys have have great chemistry and i'm, I'm just trying not to screw it up when i'm we on. all have great chemistry mm. thanks to element <laughs> i thought it was going to be more harsh than that but yeah i was hoping i was hoping text, you were gonna i really, was ready yeah. for some uh yeah. i was i was driving and i what'd you think of the jamestown discussion yeah, I, I, I thought I, re, I remember vividly where I was when you were saying it. Um, I, 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 uh, I thought that it was, it was, it was nice. First, I thought you were teasing me, but, but then you had some good details in there that I thought actually. You could tell we actually read and enjoyed yeah. the story. Uh, yeah, I'll plug the story. It started. So. It started like it might have been that, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I am like, uh, if I do these on-site stories. I always get food into the story somehow. Like I, like you pull up to the mm. counter, you pull up to the bar. I, I'm like, it's, it's, it's a weird idiosyncrasy of, of my stories, but I was listening recently to a podcast with, uh, with James Wagner from the New York times. And he was saying that it's a joke on the Yankees beat that, or the Mets beat, um, the, the New York baseball beat that he gets like food into all his stories. So, mm. uh, it's I, I I guess I don't want to say great minds, but comparable that way. Some uh, some news from T Mac. Uh, Ooh, this is never, this this gets me worried. Uh, restructures for Lane Johnson and Derek Barnett. Now I don't. I, I, we need to get a little bit more information. Uh, we have talked about how it was weird that the Eagles didn't restructure Lane Johnson's contract before, so now they are, which is a sign that you know that he's probably going to stick around. Um, if you really, if you want to be really granular about it, you could say that that means that the Eagles uh, don't like what they've seen from Dillard and are deciding they need to keep Lane Johnson. Um, Barnett, I don't know what the deal is there because he's entering the final year of his, of his five-year deal. So he's got a high cap number, so they probably just added voidable years there, spread the cap number this year over right. those years. Is my guess. You think it means that, uh, as somebody points out in the comments, you think it means they're trying to make room to be able to keep Zach Ertz? Uh, I don't, I don't think it's that. I, or I, I don't know if it's that. I mean, Joe I would, Banner would always say when we did those Q and A's, when these things would happen, that most of the time they are done to give yourself flexibility to make right. a move, not necessarily to like, you know, make a move two hours later, mm -hmm. you know? So it could be a number of, uh, 
a number of different things, include you know, the, uh, I know it's uh, we we've spoken about it at, at length here with the Deshaun Watson thing, but I'm sure that's something on people's mind too about uh, something that mm. could happen at some point. We don't know when. Uh, I know that we are uh, starting to get a little long, but but Sheil, we don't you don't have to give us the whole thing, but uh, give us a little preview. You you've got those rankings of the offense. Are the Eagles ahead of or below the Colts in those rankings? The Eagles are uh, two spots below the Colts. Ooh, but below an injured Wentz-led Colts. Uh, so th- this was a very difficult exercise. You know, I-, I thought the top was very easy, and I would say I got through about seventeen teams. And I felt like, all right, these 17, I I feel like are going to be mediocre or better. And then it got very difficult. And it was really difficult to find the worst offenses in the NFL because you can kind of, even for the teams that are way near the bottom, you can sort of make a case uh, other than like the Texans and the Lions, uh, really, and maybe even the Jets, that maybe they could at least be competent. But I have the Eagles, uh, you know, this was kind of a useful exercise to look at where the Eagles could be because I have them down at, at 29th and that doesn't mean that they're going to finish 29th. But, you know, this exercise is what's the likelihood of this team reaching, you know, a top tier level. What's the likelihood of them reaching a competent level and is the floor really low where they could be a complete disaster. And I think you could say for the Eagles, yes, that, that certainly uh, could be the case. So uh, looking at it now, the Eagles are lower than I thought they would have been uh, going into it. So I would say from like 20, it's pretty uh, low. You know, it's really like from 23, I would say to, uh, 29 or 30. I really didn't have a strong feeling on like how those teams should be ordered. It was difficult. Okay. Well, everybody check that story out. There you go. Among other stories tomorrow. Yeah, we got we got a we got a birds with friends, uh, tied story coming out tomorrow. Mm. That should be, that should be pretty exciting. Uh, I hope. Uh, and then not where this could be the last time you ever speak to a certain person <laughs> on this podcast. That's right. That's it right. doesn't come out right. Yeah. <laughs> could be, could be the end of the show. Yeah. Well, no, I mean the rest of us could be, I, I, I might be producing be the, the end of you starting. being on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think pretty clear that push come to shove. If one of us has to go, Marissa will be producing the oh. Zach and she'll, she'll show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not even that's not all even due respect. It's 15 not, minutes it's, of football that's not really close. Yeah. Yeah. um all right i guess that's okay oh i uh uh somebody says any white lotus thoughts i watched the first episode last night i wasn't blown away okay Um, i'll watch number two i'll keep it going but i didn't didn't you know knock i'm in my socks off and then i I followed that up by watching uh, episode five of season one of dave great episode Mm. uh in which Gata, uh, you know, hey, don't give out. anything away. Okay, okay, great big Gata, Gata episode. It's great, Gata. and and then it flashes up. That's a that's a Tony Ascenda joint too. Mm. So there you go. Return Ascenda. Address unknown. That's what popped up into my head. So no such right. number, no such phone. Okay, uh, that's all we got. We'll be back tomorrow at eight o'clock, live on YouTube, to talk about the first day can't wait hope we get a fight so for zach shield and marissa i'm bo and as always we love you